witches, <laughs> basically. What is up, witches? Happy Witchy Wednesday. My name is Leah Knauer. And I'm Rachel LaForest. And we are your very zen basic witches today because we got a session with Kayla MacDonald. Mm-hmm. She is a meditation and yoga coach as well as the founder of Yoga to Cope, which is a nonprofit you'll hear about on the episode. Mm-hmm. And it was a very different from any yoga class I've ever taken. It was very focused on breath work and healing. Well, and I've also never even done a private yoga coaching before. So that was really cool to have like our own space, just the two of us. Mm -hmm. And I I would try to match with your breathing and sometimes we would be on the same path. But if we weren't, it was still okay. Yes. (laughs) Just like when we're on drugs. Exactly. (laughs) I'll meet you somewhere. We were in it together, even if we're not together. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But we just had like an amazing conversation about trauma. um, And it it, it may be triggering, but you know, I think it's a very, it's going to be a very valuable listen for a lot of people. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, With that, before we dive in, as usual, we would love for you to visit us on Instagram at Basic Witches. Mm -hmm. There you can find the link to our Patreon where you can become a patron and get your own readings, customized art, or even chances to connect with us. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a little coven over there, so check it out. Yeah, come find us in the coven and enjoy this episode. Namaste. Namaste. (laughs) Namaste. In a sharp turn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were just talking about Grammy political bullshit. (laughs) Um, God, and corruption in organizations. (laughs) Yes. Patriarchy. Before that, that, we did a lovely yoga mm. session with you, Kayla. Yeah. Thank you. I'm still... So very zen. I also did just hit a vape, so that helps. And and had coffee. Yes. Had to drive in LA. Yeah, there's a lot of things happening. But yeah, you came over to our apartment and led us through a private yoga to cope session. Um, And it was an hour, but it felt like 20 minutes. It was so focused on the breath that like time was different. Mm -hmm. I was so, I also thought it was like halfway over when it ended. Yeah. I literally had a, a t- whole train of thought during the session that time is a construct and like, what is time? I've just been breathing through this whole thing and I can feel what time is by the way that my body is my own clock. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's oh my God. Yeah. Breath is crazy. And you told us before we went into the session, this is mostly about breath work. Yes. Because like I was saying to you before, first of all, thank you for having me in your personal home space. Um, But yeah, I think it's become like funny to me anyway, and common because I do teach privately and then at these events Mm. and there's not really an in-between. I don't really do like a group class or a studio class. So it's very one-on-one and personal. And because people refer me to their friends or whoever as, oh, this yoga teacher, you should hire her and have her come. And I come over and they're expecting what you probably picture if Mm. you're thinking of yoga, which is like a loud playlist, 
upbeat sequencing. You're going to sweat. I'm going to yell at you mm-hmm. lovingly, um, <laughs> positive, positively, positively, <laughs> but still at a high mm-hmm. level. More fitness based. Very fitness based. And like the workout is the goal. Mm-hmm. And it is just, as you can now attest to, like, so not that. Mm-hmm. So Mm-mm. I've had a couple people who have been <laughs> a little disappointed because they're after a workout and then they barely break a sweat. But I'm like, but do you feel good? Did you sleep good that night? And they're like, yeah, actually, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's a different. workout of your, like, spirit and breath and yeah. mind and all the metaphysical stuff that makes up our bodies that we don't pay attention to yes. on the regular. Yeah. I mean, you if you know yoga, which you both said that you are yeah. yogis, like the pose Tadasana, for example, I spent a solid four minutes or so putting you in that pose, which is mountain pose, and it's generally cute as, like, stand at the top of your mat. And I spent multiple Mm. minutes setting you up in that from the bottoms of your feet to the top of your head Mm. because then your whole body is a part of the pose. And if you're just standing there, it looks like Tadasana, but it isn't. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like there's nothing in that. There were times that I would inhale or just breathe in general so deeply that when I would get to the top, I was very lightheaded. Whoa. Is that normal? Is that part of it? Or was I just hungry? (laughs) I did did tell you both to come prepared on an empty stomach. So I think, um, I think that kind of to what you were saying at the very beginning, breath work being the center, I think it's so foundational and so powerful and I do cue, and I was saying at the end of our session, we didn't even get into Bonda work, which would just take that whole breath technique of like pulling the breath into the hips and the pelvis even a step further and a step deeper. Um, mm. But yeah, I just think we're so used to going through our day and we just breathe <sighs> automatically, which means our body's just breathing into whatever path of least resistance is open. That's typically up in the chest, maybe in the belly. That's nice. And I'm asking you to take it even deeper. So, and to like continuously through the entire hour to deepen that even further, taking mm-hmm. a little more air with every inhale, etc. So it's probably just like I took you from your normal breath, not to say you never focus on it, mm-hmm. but to like only focus on that and deepen and deepen and deepen. And then we added movement. So it can be just a lot for the body to take in. Mm-hmm. And it, if your inhale is usually half a second and now you're making it five, six seconds mm-hmm. long, that's, that can be a lot for the body, yeah. but it's not a bad thing. Mm. Would you say, because I've heard different things from different yoga teachers and such, would you say the inhale is more important than the exhale or equally as important? I think equal. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. um, so the, the one-to-one breath, at, you will remember at the end, I started to say extend your exhale. Yeah, so twice we, as long as the inhale. Yeah. So if you think of the breath as ratios, um, I took you from a one-to-one breath for like the first, you know, 50 minutes to a one-to-two breath. Mm. So one to one is samvriti. It's very balancing, even. Mm. Um, I was cueing you to like iron out both sides, mm-hmm. especially as you're trying to like pull the breath into the hips and the belly. If you're not used to that, it can feel very compartmentalized. So mm. as you get used to it, I want you to start to then like smooth that out, make it feel a little more mm-hmm. natural and accessible as you go. Mm. And then the exhale is no less important um, because, and again, if I got on into the bandhas, then I'm asking you to exhale from the hips too 
which can feel like I just taught a, a workshop at the Yoga Expo in Pasadena called Breathing Backwards, Ooh. which was just my clever wording to try to get people to come. <laughs> That's, that is intriguing. <laughs> but it, it was so cool because like I just was saying, like I don't teach to big groups at a time. Mm. Even my women's retreats are never more than 12 people. Mm. And they're usually more like six or eight. They're small, intimate groups. And we rent a house and just like do our thing. Wow. It's so it sounds nice. magical. I would yeah. love for you guys to come. Yes. Um, but it's, it's like I had this group of like 120 people in a ballroom in a convention center, which is so out of my comfort zone. And I'm teaching them breath work and only one technique for an entire 45 minute session. Mm. And it was so cool. And I got the best like feedback after from people. And it was kind of validating, you know, yeah. to hear from people like, oh, what you just did helped me and touched me and meant something to me and even in the short time changed mm. how I think about this this and this yeah when you're leading those big groups do you feel like a wizard or like yes. a witch like controlling <laughs> yes. people yes you're like <laughs> yes yeah yes. <gasps> wow it, because it's a human and potion yeah yes, it's very like you're orchestrating mm-hmm. and by the way you don't know how you're gonna do in front of a big group until you're up there on a little like mini stage yeah. and I'm just like up there like hey everyone also funny story um I thought my my session started at 12:45. I thought it started at 12:15 for whatever reason. Hmm. So I'm in there at 12:15 and nobody's in oh, there. Oh no. And I was like, "Shoot, my clever oh. wording didn't really work, <laughs> I guess." And and then this guy was like two women came in and I was like, "Hi. This might just be a really nice private session for you. You're, so this funny. is normally so expensive, so I'm glad that you're here and get it for free." Oh. And they were like, "Oh yeah, cool." They were just super early, which I really appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then this guy came in who's like manning the door, you yeah. know, for that room. And he was like, do you want me to clear the room or should, should I just let people come in until it starts? And I was like, well, it started two minutes ago. <laughs> this is awkward. Yeah. And he was like, no, no, no. It's, it starts at 1245. And I was like, <gasps> oh, yes. <laughs> and then in the next 30 minutes, the whole room filled. And I was oh, like, oh, my God. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really What a cool. turnaround. Yeah. 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 But then, yeah, I introduced myself. I told them my you know, issue with time and everyone laughed and I was like, oh my God, did you're I just in. make a room laugh? And <laughs> Am I a and now you're up comedian? Comedy store? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're a professional comedian I've now. really quickly, I've quickly risen in the ranks. Yes. Nice. But, what <laughs> but yeah, I've like hopped off the stage and was just floating around the room and, you know, I kind of said to you and we can get more into anything that you want, but I don't really do a lot of touch adjustments mm. and, and really, I mean, there's multiple reasons for that, but one of them is like, I don't need to make your warrior pose look the same as your warrior pose because they just aren't meant to be identical. They're meant to be individual. So as long as you're getting the basic anatomy cueing and Mm -hmm. then doing the modifications that feel best to you, because they're like um, one of the twists we did, it's like you could have your hand on the floor or you could extend your hand out behind you. You could also put your hand behind your head if you wanted or like on your hips. It didn't matter. What really mattered is what your spine was doing. Mm-hmm. And then all the rest is kind of aesthetics, which is really a point I'm trying to get across in ah. my yoga teaching is like there are certain things that matter and then certain things that don't. So like mm. I don't need to go around adjusting things to look how I want them to look. As long as I've cued the base pose correctly, you're already there mm-hmm. how you should be there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is um, I think different in a class because the teacher you know you want something to do in a room full of people to go around touching people Mm -hmm. feels very productive and it looks very productive Mm -hmm. um and sometimes it is and then sometimes I think it hurts people I've Mm -hmm. seen I've had teachers come behind me I never practice warrior one I never teach warrior one 
and then I do crescent lunge instead, which is a, essentially the same thing. You'll have to Google some of these. This, yeah. is, this is not a if you're not visual yeah. Yeah, medium, but um, they're essentially the same pose, except for one, your heels on the ground and one, your heels not, and you're in alignment. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they're exactly the same as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I've had a teacher come over and stomp my back heel down, oh. effectively twisting my knee. Mm. And I was like, oh, no, I don't do this pose because I have a knee thing. I just mm, always yeah. say that. So they'll kind of leave me alone. But she didn't even ask. And she came up behind me. Yeah. So yeah. I like, wasn't expecting oh. it. I think there's just a lot of things that can go wrong. Um, and touching can be concentrated into what needs to happen as mm. opposed to just touching to touch. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Sometimes when yoga teachers, I always love when they touch at the end when mm. it's like yes. therapeutic or just yes. feels good. Mm. But I usually go to classes that are so full, they don't even try mm -hmm. to attempt to do that. But sometimes throughout the class, when they're going around adjusting for alignment, I get really frustrated because I'm an Aries moon and <laughs> their timing will become off because they'll spend a really long time with one person yeah. Yeah. and all of us are holding it and like sweating yeah. and like just they get yeah. it. They get it. Move right. on. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, I have to breathe through this. Yeah. And it's a whole thing. Yeah. I like getting adjusted because I love getting touched. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, and I think that to adjust, there's like adjustment touching and then there's grounding touching, which mm -hmm. I love. Like if you're in child's pose and someone comes down oh. and like presses down on my sacrum, like low back, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, or no. in pigeon. I love it. Yes. I love a Shavasana mm. situation. Mm. In a group setting, I also like being touched. I think it's just a product of me usually teaching one-on-one, -on -one, and I work with a lot of men that mm. I don't really just want to go around giving them grounding touches. And mm. uh, you know, I'm in their homes. It's very, it's it's. You want to keep it. I want to keep a professional line. Mm. So again, I'll touch them if they need to be adjusted. I'll make yeah. sure they know I'm there, mm -hmm. which isn't hard when it's just the two of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but. I don't, yeah, I, I agree. I do like being touched. And then in my teaching, I just, I do it if I need to. And I make sure the person knows mm. I'm coming in. Yeah. Um, the general, general rules of consent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and exactly. I, I do think like there's a lot happening and you can probably attest to this with like, put the coin on your mat and this side mm -hmm. means yes. And this side means no touching, please. Or like wave your hand in the air. Like, oh, nice. I've never heard of the coin thing. Oh yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, you bring like a quarter. No, they'll have them. It'll be like a yellow side and a white side. And if, oh. you're, if your white side is up, you don't want to be touched. If your oh, yellow side nice. is up, you're like open to it. It yeah. reminds me of Brazilian barbecue or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you want more meat. Yeah. Oh my thing. God. <laughs> I'm ready. I've never seen that either. <laughs> well, exactly. one thing that I loved about the session that really stuck with me was when you said, your only job is to focus on the breath. Mm -hmm. Let gravity do the rest. Mm -hmm. This was while we were in a twist on the ground. So like, what kind of twist do you call that? Supine. Supine So twist. you're lying on your back. Which that was the pose that I said to you felt, I'm on my period right now. And that felt like an internal massage mm -hmm. to my like <sighs> ovaries and everything. It yeah. Was, well, you're, it's a, it's a deep, it can be, I should say. It can mm -hmm. be a very deep twist. And because of the, the deep twist that you're in and because I'm asking you to still breathe into your hips belly, chest, mm -hmm. collarbones, like everything is getting filled, contracted, softened, every round of breath that you're doing. And then, yeah, the bandhas would have taken that a next step. But bandhas might have made that uncomfortable for mm. you because that is asking you to contract and release your pelvic floor with mm. every breath. Mm. But it's really nice in general. And some people like it even on yeah. their period. And it's great um, for... 
people pre or post pregnancy. It's honestly oh, just great. What's that root? Because I've heard Mudiana Banda. Udiana. Oh. Udiana is your belly. So okay. So this would be Mula Banda. Mula Banda. Your I've heard that. And then you have Jalandara Banda, which <clears throat> is your throat. Mm, okay. Yeah. And it's what all. What is Banda like? Bond, it can be two things: either a bridge or a lock. In cool. the in the sense of what I would be doing if I were teaching. So say, um, you know, I have you just sitting in like a meditation seat. So just upright spine, whatever your legs are doing. Maybe you're in a chair, maybe you're on the floor. And then I have you gently contract Mula Banda. So that'd be a gentle contraction of your pelvic floor. You, I usually relate this to like a Kegel. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just did, did one. <laughs> Everyone's doing You Kegels. have to. Whenever someone says it, you have to. Every, have to. If you're in your car and you just did a Kegel, Kegel just do a little honk. Kegel with us, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, so They're honking and squeezing yeah. all across the country. People around, people on the highway are like, what? <laughs> what did I do? Nothing. Um, but yeah, it'd be like, if you're, think of your, I get, I relate everything to the spine as I think it should be. Mm-hmm. There, I shouldn't say should be, but you know, in my opinion and training and everything, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm on the podcast, so I get to teach exactly. my ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but if, essentially you're sitting upright, so your spine's nice and tall and long, and I'm going to have you contract your pelvic floor muscles, not Uddiyana Banda, but like you're not just soft in the belly and also you're not doing Uddiyana Banda where you're pulling your diaphragm in and up, but mm-hmm. you're just like active there, like you're aware of it. And then Jaladara Banda, if you can like, like if you kind of look up and you notice like your throat is open, like if you're doing a lot of heavy breath work or even mm-hmm. just like any breath work, like hyperventilating even like this, you're very open. Think of all that energy as just like escaping up into your head so mm-hmm. people get headaches after they do really intense like kundalini classes, for example, they might not have Jalandara Banda engaged, which would be just um, taking your gaze up, but then pulling your jawline back. So you notice my mm. voice changes. I'm like locking at the top. <clears throat> you're contracted, so you're locked at the bottom. And imagine that as mm. like sealing a cylinder with all that energy you just pulled in and just holding it in your body as opposed to being like, for lack of a better term, loose at the top and loose at the bottom <laughs> and letting things just like Flow. seep gotcha. out of you. Yeah, and it's, it is like... You have to be in a in a an openness to understand that I think, but you could also make it super anatomical and mm. science based if you wanted. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, well, I really liked when you said um, that about let let the breath be your only job because truly I've never been able to tap into in a regular yoga class um, that amount of relaxation in my hips. Mm-hmm. Because, and really letting gravity take over. Because, you know, when you meet resistance in a stretch, you your body's almost like, it's like an opposite magnet, like pushing away. Yeah. With with you getting us, she got us to focus on the breath so much down to a nostril. Like we had yeah. to focus, <laughs> picturing the breath yeah. in one single nostril. And like, I felt it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like I, I saw it more than felt it, yeah. but yeah. And like that amount of focus allowed my muscles to actually detach or something. Yeah. They were yeah. like letting go. Yeah. Cause they're not the fo- They're not the focus. And it, you it's know? just cool because it's like, we did that through auditory cues and our own brains. I mean, that's, like, that's the power of mindfulness and, mm-hmm. and breath work. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I like, and supine twist is a great example for that. There are many, but, um, yeah, being in like that deep twist and you're on the ground, which is nice. So you really can just like it's not like if you're in a twist, like standing or like you're in a forward fold twisting where you, if you just really relax, you're going to fall or kind of slump. Like on the ground, yeah, you, you, you really can, can really relax. let it go. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way you both had your top leg hooked around that mm. knee, you're kind of like tucked into the pose. But the thing is, and I get asked questions a lot about um, flexibility, like on Instagram or on mm-hmm. the podcast for my nonprofit and whatever. 
um, a lot of questions come from, especially if I post a video of me stretching or doing yoga, how did you get so flexible? And I think that there's a tendency in a yoga class because you only have so much time and they're not there to explain everything to you necessarily. They're there to lead you through a sequence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also even in like, I think of like high school gym when we stretched, it's like five seconds on one arm, five yeah. seconds mm -hmm. on the other arm. That's not doing anything really. And it's certainly not doing anything that's going to create a lasting effect or mm -hmm. change. So there has been science that at 72 seconds of holding a particular stretch, your body actually starts to stop resisting that oh. stretch. And then beyond that, your bone density can start changing and your flexibility long-term can start changing wow. because you've given your body a chance to actually get into the stretch where for the first, you know, it, it's an average, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. um, but for the first 72 seconds, say, your body's just kind of resisting it. Mm -hmm. So, you have so to that's give like a, almost a minute and a half. It's like a minute and a quarter. Yeah. So I do, okay. I roll, I round up to 90. I usually nice. say, if you can hold a stretch for nine and like straight up, this is what I do. Get the timer out on my phone and set it. Cause what you and your head think is 90 seconds is like 40 <laughs> Way seconds. less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like really, it, yeah. and you know, I, I kept you in those poses at the end with the one to two breath. Um, and then adding, adding the nostril awareness because it's taking nostril awareness, all of your attention and awareness <laughs> on your breath. I've never done that. And one specific tiny spot on your body. So then the rest of your body's like, cool. So yeah. Um, it really was so cool. Shifting yeah. the focus. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, you told us how we were focusing a lot on hips. Mm -hmm. Is that because hips hold emotion? Yeah. Yeah. Is that sort of the root? The root. That's root a chakra. Pun. Yeah. That's a that pun. is a pun. You're right. I didn't yeah. even mean to. Yeah. I think you you can, if you're in yoga, you've probably heard once or twice before that um, trauma is stored in the hips. Your hips hold a lot of emotion. There, I think, again, there's two sides to look at that from. I, I enjoy both. Some people enjoy one or the other. One being more like spiritual, metaphysical, mm -hmm. you said, mm -hmm. um, kind of the you know, high in the clouds sort of viewpoint, which I like. And then one being more of like a science-based, anatomy-based, biolo biological-based mm -hmm. um, viewpoint where like in your hips, you have um, your three lowest chakras. And those chakras, that can be, you know, one side of the coin. The other side of that is like you have nerve bundles there. Mm. Like you just have a lot of nerve endings there. Um, and the hips are... I mean, why I have people breathe down into that space. It's, I think of your hips and I, I more specifically would even say like your pelvic bowl as like the center of your body. Mm -hmm. So we did a very foundational practice, which is kind of my specialty mm -hmm. because it is effortful enough that you do feel like your body is moving, your body's building some heat, mm -hmm. um, but not so much that it takes you out of the breath, which is, mm. again, the most important thing to me. Mm -hmm. um, so you do end up getting both. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if you're not a little sore tomorrow, mm. but it wasn't your classic, like, core power, right. Body, right. you know, vinyasa yeah. style class. Um, so, yeah, I think the, the hip center, I pull breath down there. A lot of movement originates in there. Like, I had you do cat-cow and almost, like, cut it in half the first few rounds. It's like, just tuck and untuck your pelvis first and then let the rest of your spine follow mm -hmm. when you want to do the mm -hmm. full expression. Mm -hmm. um, because if you can keep everything focused in your hips, if you can breathe into your hips, then you can move things around in your hips, mm -hmm. metaphorically or literally speaking. I mean, 
literally speaking, your digestion can be super affected by mm. all of that work. Mm-hmm. I used to be a nanny <coughs> before I taught yoga and I would do lots of like twisting and um, kind of like hip opening little, I didn't call it yoga to the kids because they mm. probably wouldn't have enjoyed that, but <laughs> I just called it something else. Playtime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stretch. Stretch. <laughs> stretch. Do you want to do, you wanna do, do, you do a, the stretchy day? Do you want to do a, stretch, <laughs> a poop stretch? <laughs> poop stretch. And it, it's like without fail. Five minutes into it, they're like, I got to go to the bathroom. And they're, <laughs> and they're running. But also, You're yeah. like, got them. I, yeah. I said that to you after our yeah. session, though. It was like I, when I was breathing at a certain point, and I love this feeling. Of, I feel it most times that I do yoga. When I'm so deep in the breath, I can feel my actual organs yeah. in my like yeah. stomach moving and things passing through. And I think I'm finally allowing it the breath and the space to move where before maybe I was keeping my body tight or constricting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of focus on the body outside. And then, yeah, I'm asking you to focus on things inside. And I think you would probably love Bonda work because mm. Uriana Bonda would be taking that, what you just said, moving things around inside and like feeling them like next level. Cause mm. then I'm going to ask you to pull your diaphragm in and up mm. and then you can get to another step of that where you're holding your breath, but moving your diaphragm up and down. So you're Whoa. literally massaging your internal organs, wow. which like Damn. we just like some people, I would say a lot of people are going to go through their whole lives and never do that. Yeah. So think how like just not better or worse, but just different the insides of mm-hmm. someone who does this kind of like inner dynamic work versus someone who never does. I've heard that, you know, a good yoga session is kind of like flushing the toilet of your body. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. you don't want to go too many days without flushing the toilet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like... It can be some buildup. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that kind of makes sense, flushing stuff out. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot in the hips. And then there are other chakras and other things. And there's definitely other other reasons to go to yoga outside of Mm -hmm. an internal flush or an emotional cleansing or anything. But those are certainly why I was kind of not drawn to it, I shouldn't Mm -hmm. say. I definitely started because I wanted to work out, but then it shifted. Yeah. Well, that's what I want to talk about. So you were saying before our session that you're not trauma, you're not a trauma certified yoga teacher, but your personal experiences is what inspired. So, um, you can say as much or as little as as you want about what happened, but I'm curious how that, that experience led to this beautiful practice that you now have. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've talked about what, what, well, I should say I've talked about the two big things that I've experienced publicly. So I'm happy to talk about it. Maybe I'll leave some of the detail out because that's in a, an episode on my podcast. If anyone wants to go, um, check it out if you want to know more, but you'll definitely get the gist. Um, but yeah, I, I was living in Nashville, Tennessee because I started college at Belmont university. I ended up moving home because it was very expensive and Mm. whatever out of state. I'm from Missouri. So I was in college at Belmont and there's a gym there it's probably bigger by now but in 2008 it was quite small and very busy and I didn't really know anything about fitness really like I I got into like the gym I love working out I love weight training and I like going to the gym but I didn't really get into that until my like later years of college Mm -hmm. anyway I was um, eating a lot of peanut butter and cookies and noodles 
and realized I should start working out my <laughs> freshman year. So I went to the gym, but it was really crowded. I was super into Groupon at the time. <laughs> Anyone remember Groupon? I know it's yeah. still exists, Oh, yeah. Like, I still, I use, still it. use it. <laughs> I really? I haven't used it in so long, but I What's used to use it constantly. <laughs> so I got on there, and I'm looking for, like, fitness. And this yoga studio, which is still around, called Shakti Power Yoga on Music Row, showed up. It's 30 days for $30. Mm. check it out if you're in in town um but I started going there and I think that I just I don't even know them like I I mean I've like corresponded with the two sisters who started that studio but like I have no affiliation with them I don't know anyone there personally but like that studio means so much to me Mm -hmm. it was my first place that I ever did yoga um and it was it was like a very beautiful blend knowing what I know now it was a really beautiful blend of the physical and the workout, it was very effortful. It was a hot class, but not like uber hot. It mm-hmm. was like warm, mm-hmm. reasonable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you sweat, like you left and you're, you needed like the mat towel. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was a lot, but it was very breath centric. And it was very, um, I'm going to use for lack of a better term, spiritual. And I just, I just look back and I don't have a bad thing to say about it. I just think the teachers there are amazing. The space is an old house that's just been converted. So I had a very beautiful introduction to yoga where I know some people like go to a class that maybe isn't as beautiful in any particular manner of whatever. Mm -hmm. And that, that might turn them away from it. I got really lucky, I think. But anyway, um, so I started going to yoga for a workout. I couldn't afford to stay at the studio after my group on ran out. So then I turned to like YouTube and I would kind of float around studios and just try to do the like student specials and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um, my younger brother, I was nannying at the time. My dad called me one day and he told me that my younger brother Jordan had been killed. Mm. And we didn't really have a lot of details at the time, but he was 21 and we found out, you know, over it, there were a lot of details that they couldn't share with us right away because it was a homicide. Mm. And there was just a lot of questions. Um, And you just, you know, (sighs) there's an investigation happening. And so we couldn't really find out. We were kind of finding out over the next like week and a half Mm -hmm. all the details. And I think my dad was probably keeping some of it for me and kind of Mm -hmm. spacing things out for my sake. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, he was, um, he was killed by a man and long story short, um, his body was, yeah, I don't even know how to, his body was burned. <gasps> so we, you know, even like in seeing, cause we had the option and we decided to take it to go and um, view him mm. before he was cremated. Mm-hmm. And that seemed at the, I mean, this might feel weird to people, but I mean, to me, that was very important mm. to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very like concrete yeah. closure. Yeah. Um, but well, we... We didn't know what he looked like and mm. no one really warned us. So <sighs> that was really hard. And the way we, the way we went and saw him, I don't mm. mean to laugh, but uh, you know, time has passed and I don't know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. There's some quote about comedy and tragedy. Oh, oh totally. That's why I'm in comedy. Yeah. 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 Um, you got to cope somehow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We'll get to the word cope, but, <laughs> but yeah. Um, he like they you kind of like go through this maze at whatever the building is where they're kind of like going to do the whole mm. process. And, um, they just like opened the door and let us into this room. They didn't tell us he was in there. Mm. So we just like, we turn around and he, his body's All like, just, mm. yeah, there in, in the, you know, box and it's kind of tucked in except for we can just see his face. But we, again, we didn't expect for him to look that way. 
Um, and I, I honestly, I'm really glad to say that I don't really remember his face that way, mm, which is good. nice. Mm-hmm. But it's, I do think it was important to see him. Mm. Um, so that kind of changed my whole life. Yeah. Um, outside of yoga, but definitely within my practice. But like I was engaged at the time and I lived in um, Nashville. Uh, this was after, this is like now after college. Um, and I've moved back to Nashville. <clears throat> and I'm engaged. And I have a dog, Larry. And we have a little house in East Nashville and I have a job nannying for these three boys and this amazing family. And I flat out like blew up my whole life and and decided that was like just not my 100% path. Yeah. But it like, and it's like nothing, nothing was bad about the relationship. Nothing was bad about the job or the house. So it this just... is not the fiance of the husband that you have now. Correct. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I was assuming it was and oh, you just got yeah. married later. No. Yeah. So first engagement and then wow. we did not end up continuing, but it just, it, I think it, I don't know. It might this be important a turning for, point yeah, for you. It might yeah. be important for someone to hear like nothing was wrong with it, but I also knew it wasn't right. Mm. Like it wasn't. I could have gone through with everything that I was going through at the time and had a very happy life. Mm-hmm. And then I think of what I have now and it's so much more authentic in mm-hmm. me. And mm-hmm. I, I don't, I just really don't think I would have gotten here in terms of where I'm at in my life if I mm-hmm. hadn't made those choices. And that big blow up is wow. what allowed me the clarity and the courage to kind of make those choices. Mm-hmm. Do, so, you, do you think it, it, it made, were you already having the thoughts and this just amplified the voice or did this make you totally realize something that you didn't know before? I was having the thoughts, but I had already decided I just wasn't going to act on them mm. because like, how was I going to like, I mean, literally felt like blow up everything in my life. Yep. Just I mean, in case something else, you know, I think oh. that I'm having a similar experience mm-hmm. because and what's been coming to me is the fire carves the path. I was just thinking, it's just, burn it all down. That yeah, was the yeah, phrase yeah. in my head. It's like, yes. it's <laughs> so true. That's what it felt like. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. what it's feeling like for me. It's like new home, new jobs, new people. Not new people, but some people are no mm-hmm. longer oh, yeah. going to be there. Oh, I lost um, so many friends. Yeah. 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 And, it, and, it, and my bullshit meter after having a serious trauma is so it's life or death yeah it's like okay why already face something that was life or death so (laughs) i and i can see that nothing really matters like only a few things matter yeah and it just makes it like so so clear what the path is from the from the fire yeah Mm -hmm. i don't want to and i always hate to bring her up in case i'm in a room of non-lovers but i am a huge Taylor Swift fan. And she, <laughs> she, I did not know who you were going to say. I think that she's wonderful. This is controversial, but I, I love Taylor it, Swift. It can be very polarizing. And I feel really like sometimes no. like people are like, oh, she's horrible. But I she's coming her. to her own. And I'm really yeah. excited about this Netflix documentary, Miss too. Americana. That's all about yeah. her like political mm. voice and feminine yeah. empowerment voice coming yeah. to light. So yeah. no, she's, I'm on board. I'm a lover. She's opening the veil. But yeah, she said in an interview recently in speaking about her, her mom's battle with uh, ongoing mm-hmm. multi battle with cancer um that before and I relate to this is why I'm bringing so I'm bringing Taylor Swift up um <laughs> that before her mom had cancer and before she dealt with cancer in her family her dad has had it too I know a lot about her it's fine um <laughs> that she she's like now I know what real problems are mm-hmm. and the things that used mm-hmm. to I used to think were so important I realize now like those aren't important those like day-to-day mm-hmm. trivial mm-hmm. bullshit things with just like 
friend drama or uh-huh. weirdness or whatever. Yeah. And you just realize like what's actually important. And the way I speak about it a lot on over on like my platform mm-hmm. is like baselines. And like, I try to have compassion for people whose baseline hasn't been shifted so drastically mm-hmm. because they haven't had the experiences like I've had or like mm-hmm. you've had or like whoever yeah. has had, we all have our things mm-hmm. and our baselines are very different. So something that seems just like so crazy and like so detrimental and sad to one of my friends to me, I'm like, oh, that sucks. But like, because mm. my baseline is over here yeah. because of what I've gone through, I'm like, that sucks. And, and also it's okay. And it's, it's not to downplay what other people are going through, but it's usually something about someone else that it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. or pertain, but they're mm-hmm. just having a reaction over something that has nothing to do with them. And I just don't have the energy or capacity to uh-huh. ha- share in that reaction, yes. <laughs> which is really hard. And that's mm. where some of those friendships kind of mm. fall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, 100% agree. Yeah. And it's yoga, like- yoga, I always think is so poetic of life. And you were saying before about how you teach is you, you see what's important and what's not and why you don't adjust people. And that is exactly <gasps> yeah. this too. Wow. It's like yeah. life or death. I know it's important. And like, if you don't get the perfect warrior one, it's okay. You're yeah. like, yeah. you're here and you're breathing yeah. and you're doing the work and like yeah that's so beautiful yeah yeah so you so see yeah my my practice went from a workout and then after that happened I moved yeah okay so you blew up the I life up in Nashville life. and then moved to what happened with the dog I have the dog Larry. oh okay good Larry, you can find Larry on Instagram if you want. <laughs> he's got a whole page and a, a sweet little face Kitty. he's got an underbite he's very cute is what's he his... doing better than all of us <laughs> yeah. shit what's, what's his, his handle I'm at Lair Barry <laughs> he looks like a little bear cub and oh. a fox melted oh. into a puppy <gasps> it's very cute I'll show you pictures he's got a follow from me yeah yeah he's 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 got quite a little following he's cute. a sweet boy oh. um so yeah, I, I took Larry. I mean, and I'm taking the dog. <laughs> truly, because and thankfully Was was he shocked? Was your fiance shocked? Uh, or I, did he I'll speak I can't say. Okay. I not because I won't, but just I don't I don't know. I've never asked mm. him. But I'll say from my perspective, I think that based on our conversations right when it was all happening, mm-hmm. he was like you're grieving and I'm going to give you space to do that. And I'll be here when you are ready to come back. And I was very adamant about like, I'm not coming back. This is a decision Mm. that I have made. And I, I am so clear in my head right now that this is best, not just for me, because if, if you're not my 100%, then that means I'm not your 100%. Mm -hmm. And if I leave, even though it sucks the way it's all happening, Mm. if I leave now, I'm open to find my person and so are you. Mm -hmm. And not just my person, but like my everything. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it was really understood at the time, but then, you know, a few months pass and we're not, you know, it's, it's, you figured it out. (laughs) Yeah. At some point I think it became clear, but I was, I remember being very adamant of of like I need Larry <laughs> like I need <gasps> this dog, dog. Yeah. yeah yeah because I so I w- we both drove home because I'm from Kansas City Missouri so mm. I was living in Nashville it's like a nine-hour drive home on my birthday on my 24th birthday <gasps> to go after I got this call the day before from my dad mm. I was home for a week and a half my fiance at the time had like gone back because he had to go for a couple of days of work and then came back which is very kind of him <laughs> to do all this driving and, um, in that week and a half, I pretty much had decided, um, but yeah, I went, I did go home after a week and a half and it was like three weeks later that I made the decision and like, let him know that 
I had decided to leave. And mm. um, so my dad and I believe one of my cousins came out with my dad with like a truck and a trailer and helped me move wow. very quickly. And like, did you drive all, did you move to here? Um, no. So I moved to, oh, there's so much, oh. <laughs> how much time do we have? <laughs> there's, there's like, um, so I, we, I moved back to Kansas city. That's where I'm from because at the time I wanted to be closer to my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, I have Jordan is my half brother on my dad's side. And then my half brother, Breton is on my mom's side. So my mom and my brother Breton weren't really like a part of this loss, but they were kind of watching it and like they're a part of, you know, like but it was you like and your dad were. Yeah. It's yeah. like one side of my family was going through this whole thing. Mm. And then my other side of my family is like watching me go through mm. this thing, which is a very unique yeah. grief process. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to be home and closer to my family. And that was another part of my like realization of, of um, what's important to me right now and what would mm. be healthy and good for me to cope well right now. So I did move home, but ultimately I left Kansas City for a reason. It just isn't my place. So I, I stayed there for a while while I kind of like figured things out. I was like trying to find work and trying to like fit myself in this weird box. I tried to get these like corporate jobs that are just so not me now that I do what I do now, which is so me, <laughs> um, which we can, you know, get yeah. to later. Mm-hmm. But um, so I, I got another nanny job in St. Louis and I was dating someone from St. Louis at the time which is a whole long story that doesn't need to be told, but it just ended up working out um, that I got this amazing job with this amazing family, started dating this guy. So like we moved in together in St. Louis, lived in St. Louis for a while. Ultimately, I just put myself in that same box that I was in in Nashville, but in St. Louis, mm-hmm. I'm like nanny job, boyfriend, we're talking about marriage, we're living together, but I'm ultimately like not 100%, mm-hmm. but it's comfortable and it's easy mm-hmm. and I'm already in it. So I decided to do it again, um, this time um, a little gentler <laughs> because it, it wasn't sparked by a very tragic and tragic, right, unexpected right. loss. But yeah, right. I ultimately mm-hmm. like told the job, like, I want to be trained in yoga. Like I've, it's my practice had taken such a turn in those years of I, I shifted out of the workout and more into kind of what we did today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it became very therapeutic to me, yeah. which, which is kind of why I said, like, I don't feel like I've never taken like a trauma informed yoga teacher training, but I've experienced you trauma and I teach it. yoga. Yeah. So I feel like I have some insight, but I, you know, mm-hmm. I think there's, I never want to cross a line of someone who has studied that and would be like, well, you know, you know I don't know. Um, yeah. So I applied for this teacher training literally on a whim based on their website in Bali. I always look at Bali when I think about yoga teacher training. (laughs) It is ideal. And I ended up in the most beautiful program. But Mm. anyway, I like, I left that job. I left that relationship and I traveled for basically a year. I went to South Korea for a month and I went to, I went back to Nashville for a week. I spent time between Kansas City and St. Louis seeing people. I spent the summer at Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri, where my dad was living. He had moved cool. from where he was because um, where they were living when Jordan died was such a small town. And mm. there's just like no way to not be daily reminded. Not that we're Ugh. not daily yeah. reminded of it, but, yeah. you know, he's like driving by the place where his body was yeah. found. And, um, so, and he owned a restaurant there. So he sold his restaurant and packed mm. up and went mm. and lived at the lake where he'd wanted to be. Mm. I went there and worked at the lake with him and helped him open his second restaurant, which That's is like, amazing. I have a good relationship with my dad, but it's very like separated because we, we always live in different places. Mm-hmm. So this was like, it, I thought it was very nice. Cause it was like, as an adult, the most time that 
we yeah. had spent and I saw him every day and we had all these conversations and we would go get dinner on our own and I'm like working and learning. I saved mm-hmm. all of my money because um, I'm nice. eating and drinking for free and I joined, yeah. I joined a gym there which became this like huge outlet for me. And again, like I was doing yoga there, but also like mm-hmm. training. No one goes to the gym at the lake. So it was mostly just my private gym mm-hmm. called Chip Shape Fitness. <laughs> Very nautical themed. Um, <laughs> ah, that's cute. And then I had plans to go to this um, teacher training at the end of the year. And after I left the lake, I was going to, um, I'm probably getting my timeline timelines mixed up. But I went to Bali. I did the teacher training. While I was in Bali, I decided I was going to move to Los Angeles. Mm. Just, again, on a whim. It, it's, <laughs> when you say, say whim, whim, do you mean intuition? Yes. I, was just yeah. saying, I shouldn't keep saying <laughs> whim. It's you, just yeah. when, like, a random idea pops into my head or and comes to me. Right. Yeah, through mm-hmm. a person or just in my brain. And it's just like, oh, yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's those moments. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm talking to my friend. Her, They have a room available for me in Pasadena if I want it. And I was like, yeah. I, I know oh I'm gosh. not going to move back and live in Kansas City, even mm. though I'm trying to make that work for mm-hmm. some reason. So essentially the teacher training ends and I have three months and it's like October, which is my birthday. You'll really enjoy my birthday. It's Halloween. Oh, I'm the day after. Really? So you're a Scorpio. I'm, I'm a Scorpio. Yeah. Halloween. Oh, yeah. Witch. Yes. yes witch. I've been told that I'm a witch before. So <laughs> this seems very appropriate for me yeah. on the show um, by, a, by a tarot card reader. Recently, actually. Mm. But anyway, so I had the, like, that, my birthday month, and then Thanksgiving, and then we celebrate Christmas. So I was, like, October, November, December, and then the day after Christmas, Larry and I are getting in my Subaru, packing it up, and driving two days to L.A., and I'm moving there, and that's great. So I get home. I think my training was in September, and then I got home. I spent, like, every day in the library doing my teacher certification work because it's so much, like, writing and reading after your training to actually get the certificate, which I feel like is sometimes an unknown fact. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like it Damn. was like a 26-page paper Damn. that I had to write and like four Whoa. books that you Damn. had to read. And I enjoyed it, which is a good sign. Good, yeah, that's a good sign. Um, but then, so uh, I got like a job at a bar in Kansas City just so I wasn't spending my money yeah. at Save before I moved to L.A. My mom showed up at the bar one night, and she's just not a go-out type. Mm. So it was weird for her to be there. And it's in Westport, Kansas City, which if you've been, is like, at night, it's like popping. Okay. Like, <laughs> it's just weird for my mom to be out in general, but definitely at this bar. Yeah. So I got a weird feeling, and I was like, hmm, something happened. Mm. So she asked me to come outside and, like, set me against the wall, and she said that my brother Brenton had committed suicide. Oh. Fuck. And I can't describe mm. how... Uh. It's kind of backtracking a little bit, but, like, after Jordan died, I had this feeling of, like, I'm going to go get fucking life. Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) Like, I was, like, I'm going to go do everything, and I'm not scared of anything. Mm -hmm. And I wrote Mm -hmm. a letter that I found. It was just very, like, well, that happened to him. It certainly isn't going to happen to me because what are the odds, you know? Mm. And I remember, like. So you felt not afraid. Yeah. I wrote a letter that I found, like, years later. I don't know what happened to it now. But I wrote, I'm paraphrasing myself, Mm -hmm. something along the lines, though, of, like, if I, I like, walk into darkness, I'm either going to end up with you or I'm going to end up coming out on the other side and I'm fine with it either way. It was very just, like felt almost invincible like yeah. there's no way anything can happen to me because that happened to you and yeah. that's crazy like our yeah. karmic debt has been paid for yeah. life my family had, is mm. you know yeah mm-hmm. I get that 
So then when my when my brother Breton committed suicide and he did leave a note, mm. which mm. he said, you know, he wrote, he had two little girls mm. and my mom and his dad and me. And he wrote like to each of us and like <sighs> what he wanted done with his stuff. And to me, he wrote that he thought this was going to hurt me the most because I had already lost mm. one of my brothers, mm. but Damn. that he knew that I was the strongest person he knew. And he said, not woman, person. Mm. And that I would get through it and that I would help my mom through it. Damn. And I just remember being in that moment so scared because I was like, okay, wait, apparently shit, shit. can still hit the fucking mm. fan yeah. in the worst ways. Mm. Like it, it like completely for, for a hot minute, like a metaphorical minute, mm-hmm. yeah. um, like shut me down where it was just like, okay, well, now I'm terrified that if anything happens to me, like my poor parents, what are they going to do? Because I don't know if they could get through that. Um, Because it's, we went from like, even though we're separated, like brother and me on my mom's side, brother and my dad's side, it's like, if all three of us are gone, I don't know how they could handle that, Mm. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they each lost a son. Yeah. Yeah. And it it was like, um, so Jordan... I got the news about Jordan October 30th. I got the news about Brenton October 27th. So it was like within days, oh three years God. to the day. Oh. And it was just like unreal. I just, I don't have another word for yeah. it. It's just yeah. unreal. And it's weird too, because like one, Jordan obviously didn't choose that and then Brenton did. Mm. And that's hard. Yeah. But um, ultimately I decided not to make the same, I don't want to say mistake, but the same choice that mm-hmm. I had done before, which is to just stay comfortable and stay close. My mom asked if I was still going to move to L.A., and I said that I was, and she said she was glad. Good, good. So I yeah. I moved as planned, mm-hmm. and I decided I was going to try to make yoga happen here. Mm-hmm. And when I got here, I did get on with a nanny agency, a big one, to get work while in the yeah. time, mm-hmm. because you don't just, like, start making your career out of yoga. It's yeah. very... Yeah, it's freelance, you have to build it. Yeah, and if you work in studios, you can sometimes make like 20, 30 bucks a class. It's 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 not enough to live on, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and it's funny looking back now, like I tried so hard to get into yoga studios and gyms and it just never worked out. People weren't interested because they didn't know me, which Mm. is fair. Um, But I just walked in like, I have a teacher certificate, can I work here? (laughs) And they're like, yeah, we don't know you. We hire teachers, Mm. people that have practiced here for like months and years. Mm. Which totally is valid. Mm-hmm. And it's like all those doors that didn't open really like led me to where I am now. Mm. And if you look back at, I think sometimes in those situations, it's like, good on you. Because like if you would have opened that door, I could be working at such and such studio when mm. now that I know what I have now, which is this private yeah. teaching yeah. and yes. the retreats and the nonprofit, it's so aligned with me mm-hmm. and it's so aligned in my lifestyle and I teach what I want to teach. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's very, it's very, it's been very curated and it's definitely like come of two and then a lot of other things that Mm -hmm. we won't get to, but you know, there's, there's like big trauma and then there's other trauma. Totally. Um, And I think with our, with Rachel and I like break in and the assault, it's like taught me the silver lining, I suppose of all trauma is perspective once it's happened Mm -hmm. and now every day that something horrible like that doesn't happen to me or someone I love, mm-hmm. it's like, it's a good day. Yeah. And yeah. I, is that how you feel yeah. with receiving like yeah. that it's news? Huge, like huge perspective shifts and they're immediate yeah. and they don't like, it, I mean, for me anyway, it's like, it doesn't go away. Yeah. For me, 
um, I really resonated when you were describing after Jordan's passing that you had the feeling of like invincible mm. because I have made, I have oscillated between that feeling, like how you were like, well, that was so crazy that happened to him. So I don't feel like that's going to happen to me. So I'm not afraid. Mm. In my case, it did happen to me. But what happened was so rare that I, I sometimes reassure myself by saying like, it already happened to me once, which was such a slim chance. Yeah. So it's not going to happen to me again. Mm-hmm. And when I can do that, I feel like the invincible, I'm making moves. But then I also am still in a place of like, yeah, there's just PTSD, fear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And there's the feeling of like, yes, this is the hardest and craziest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Mm-hmm. But like, I know that it's, that sometime in my life in the future, there may be something crazier. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because I went through this, I'll be able to handle that. Mm-hmm. But like, there will be. Because life is life. unpredictable. Life, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, life is, people are. And and yeah, I like, I, I'm, I won't say I'm religious, but and it, this would go into a whole different yoga topic that maybe <laughs> will be another conversation. But I I definitely have feelings about like, energy and spirit and afterlife mm-hmm. and everything and I well this show is basic witches yeah. so you can talk yeah, about that yeah. here yeah. I I just think like I don't know that there's like a man in the sky mm-hmm. who's like directing this play that is my life but <laughs> if I, anything it's a woman right <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of things that we could talk about just in that sentence but I do think <laughs> that like if it's not that I even say like everything happens for a reason because that sucks. If mm. I, you know, just telling like the very yeah. highlights version and by the way, low lights version of mm-hmm. my story. Um, it's like, I don't even say everything happens for a reason, but it's like, what can I do with that? Mm-hmm. That's going to be positive like, somehow. Not everything happens for a reason, but you can find reason in everything yeah, and to kind that. of switch it around. Yeah. And like, I think the, I think that the way I teach is very like, what's the point? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this here just for accountability. I've started writing a book. Mm. And and the whole focus of it is like, what's the point of what I'm having you do? And why I like teaching privately in small groups is because I can tell you why I'm having you do mm. this as opposed to this. Why Crescent instead of Warrior One? Mm. Why this breath technique instead of this or these, t- you know, whatever. Purpose yeah, and intention. Me- meaning yeah. and intention. And mm-hmm. as opposed to just going through the motions and having no idea why or what you're doing, right. which I think... To get back into yoga a little bit, I think that because my work has focused so much on anxiety and depression and grief and trauma and loss, like my whole nonprofit's called Yoga to Cope, and it's it's um, it's a podcast as well. And then we have free guided meditations um, on the website, and they're just meant to like be there if you ever want them. And the goal is like this is like quality breath work, and I don't want you to have to pay for it, like a private yoga session. That's a luxury item. Like my clients pay for that. Mm. But then there's like basic foundational stuff that like you should just be allowed to know and understand. Mm. Um, It sounds like you just want to help and share your knowledge with others. And I I think that it's all about like informed consent, which in this case, I think means just to generalize, if Mm. you are an anxious person and then you go to a core power, a hot eight, Mm. a big loud vinyasa flow class, you already are probably in sympathetic nervous system Mm. stimulation and then you're going to an SNS style class 
but you don't realize that maybe. It's SNS. Sympathetic nervous system. So oh. that's like up. That's like fight or flight. Like your Got heart it. rate's up. Um, your blood is moving into your limbs. Like you're mm. prefer- preparing to like fight or move or run or whatever. So if your nervous system is up you're, and you're anxious, you're up. If you're excited, you're up. Mm. If you're in a power vinyasa yoga class, you're up. Um, and if, if you're an anxious person, person by nature, like that's your temperament, and then you're going to those classes mm. thinking, I go to yoga to help myself like calm down and de-stress and blah, blah, blah. You're actually might, you might, I shouldn't say you are, but you might be self-sabotaging mm. because if you're already up in that SNS space, you're just taking yourself higher up there as opposed mm. to bringing yourself into balance. And then the flip side, if you're depressed or lethargic or just, um, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be depressed, but just down in any way, tired, anything like that, then that class might be really good for you because it's going to bring you up into that balance. Mm. But if you're depressed and go to like a restorative or a mm. yin yoga class or a sound bath healing that's meant to calm you, you're just taking yourself further down. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's like, I want... Balancing those energies. Yeah. Yeah. So I teach like a plus one, a zero, and a negative one. Cool. To simplify, like a plus one can mean anything from happy to anxious to overexcited to excited to anything up in that realm. You've had a lot of coffee that day. <laughs> a negative one can be depressed or it can just be tired or it can just be like mm-hmm. a very like still kind of monotone person. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a negative thing. Just someone who's like chill and quiet. This reminds Did you me of like Indica and Sativa yeah. and a hybrid oh class. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> there's, oh, there's so many yoga things. <laughs> That's that funny. Go, like, Did you assess our rating this morning? Mm. I didn't assess your rating, but I definitely thought about your, um, like, so there's Vata, Pitta, and the, some of the skincare that I put in that bag, mm-hmm. the Ayurvedic skincare is based on your dosha type. Mm-hmm. So there, so I'm like Pitta Kapha, which is, it's based on everything about you, your yeah. physical makeup. And then it like relates to qualities of you physically. Um, so like, you're probably both pretty Vata. Mm. What um, does that mean? Vata is like taller or like slender, or like thin boned, thin mm. hair, um, pointier features. Mm. Um, fa- I never knew this. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And the quizzes are crazy. Cause it's like, do you feel like your thin is a thick and mucousy be thin and papery it's like wait your what your what your skin oh skin <laughs> it's like it's very interesting but it's based on like Whoa. physical and then there's like a mental like tamas rajas and sattva Ooh. so there's all these things cool. in threes, and there's always like an up a down and a balance mm-hmm. yeah. you know mm-hmm. so I, I don't know polarities I just, yeah i just want to teach people like that i kept referring to like your spine because like your poses are defined by what your spine is doing so once you know that and you know the energy of each kind of pose category, like mm-hmm. backbends do this, twists do this, forward folds do this, mm-hmm. then you can go into classes even that are taught by a teacher who might be very well-meaning and doing an amazing job sequencing, but it, it's for a general class. It's not for you. And I want people to be their own advocates and their own guides. Like mm-hmm. I, as a teacher, am your guide, but like, mm-hmm. you know, your body best, mm-hmm. you know how you're feeling that day, you know, any like little pains or tweaks or whatever you mm-hmm. feel in your body. So then if you have the information, like a lot of my private clients still go to group classes and it's my favorite thing to hear about because they're like, yeah. And then she said warrior one and then I did crescent pose instead. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> or like they'll, they'll be like, yeah, she was like ending the class. I shouldn't keep saying she, like there are no male teachers, but like, and then the teacher at the end was like doing this and I just started doing one to two breath because I wanted to really like drop into my Shavasana. Mm. It's so nice as yeah. a teacher, like yeah. you're getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 
So with with going back to this is basic witches, yeah. you said you do maybe subscribe to some beliefs yeah, about yeah. something spiritual in the afterlife. Yeah. Answer as much as you want, but have you felt an increased connection to mm. that since the passing of both of your brothers? Or Yeah, I've had very interesting feelings and experiences. And I will just share as a kid, my friend and I decided that we were witches and we wrote spell books and we, we thought that we made the wind blow cool and I just remember like a like a, a couple years time of my childhood being like I'm a witch and I am powerful <laughs> and I control nature and <laughs> it's really like carried on in different ways now that I'm older but um but yeah I that kind of stopped for a few years because my best friend's mom found out my birthday was on Halloween. Oh, and she, she got pre- actually freaked out. She said that she couldn't hang out with me anymore. No. Oh, shit. I'm yeah. sorry. She was like, that's the devil's child. Oh, that's my. a lowercase yeah. T trauma right there. And Have by the way, taken away? so awkward because we lived in a duplex. And it was like oh. her on one side and me on the oh. other. And we just weren't allowed to hang out anymore. That's so sad. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. It was so sad. Her name was Lauren. If she's listening, hi, oh. I miss you. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so that was really traumatic because it was the first time any adult had said like, you're, you're, um, it's not even like you're a bad kid, but like you're, uh, you have like darkness of you. Ooh, and I was man. like, no, I don't. I'm so happy. Yeah. Um, so that was weird. Anyway, moving forward in my adulthood. Yeah, I think, uh, like, I don't think that I've, like, seen a ghost or anything, but I I believe, in, and again, it's very yoga-based, but you have to know that's my whole life. I believe that, like, I've been very comforted in learning and reading a lot about death from a yogic perspective mm. in the last, you know, five or six years because I love to read, and I read a lot of um, philosophy and historically-based, like, yoga texts. And that that is based a lot in, like, you're required to for the teacher mm-hmm. training. But then I love the feature on Amazon that's like, if you like this, you might like this. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I would. And I order them <laughs> and I just have so many books. Um, so I guess I kind of subscribe to the the notion that I like feeling like, um, I, oh, I wish I had written this quote down and brought it because it was so beautiful and I'm going to just butcher it. But it was basically like, if you believe in a spirit and kind of like, I mean, depending on your goals in yoga, the goal of yoga, whether that's your goal in practicing or not, is that kind of like Raja yoga, like Kundalini awakening mm-hmm. and Shishumna and um, reaching that highest level of consciousness and, mm-hmm. and purpose and like your purest self, which isn't physical and it's not your mind. It's something different, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess it like depends on if you subscribe to that or think that's cool or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. Um, so like if that's your goal, then it, it's, the book is kind of saying, like, if you believe that, then death is no more traumatic than taking off an old coat, which I really mm-hmm. liked. Um, because it's like the the thing that is truly you survives on and just melts back into the universe. And it's very like we are all connected. And mm. like I am made of the same thing that that tree is made of, that that mm-hmm. door is made of. Um, and it's just a different put together of things. And then we were kind of talking earlier about like past lives. Mm-hmm. Um I really enjoyed meeting the woman who talked to me about regression therapy, past life regression therapy, because the way she said it is like when you pass on, you and all of your soulmates go backstage (laughs) and that is death. And you kind of like rework your roles. What did you learn during that play? What do you still need to learn? And then you come back as a different character (laughs) in your group of like, say, seven soulmates 
Um, you all trade roles, and so maybe you're a man this time. Maybe you Whoa. were really poor, and now you come back really wealthy. And That's it, cool. and you come back as different signs based on the lessons that you still need to learn. Mm. And it was so interesting to me. So I guess, like, I, I really like the thought of all of that kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say stuff, but mm. you know all that stuff. Yeah, right? I like that because it it doesn't. I don't feel religious, but I do mm. feel like there's like. Um, there's something a higher that maybe we absorb mm-hmm. back into. Do you know? have associations of signs that you get from like either mm-hmm. of your brothers since they're passing or no? No, but I, I, the first thing I thought of, I don't know if this will answer the question, but the first thing that I thought of when you said that is like dreams mm. and what I, I don't see them in dreams very often. And it really used to bug me when I would get on, because there's like, you know, someone has made a Facebook page for each of them and like Mm -hmm. people rate messages at random and then like always on like their birthdays and Mm -hmm. stuff. And to be honest, I don't really like to go on there and like, not literally, but like I don't subscribe to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's nice. Like that can be really helpful for someone. It just doesn't make me feel good or any Mm -hmm. better. So Mm -hmm. I don't like it. Um, But I have seen... Some people like write like in my dream last night, I got to mm. see you and it was so nice to hug you and talk to you again. Mm. And I used to get so like oddly jealous and be like, I didn't have a dream. Like, I just don't dream about them that often. Mm-hmm. But when I do, it's very like visceral. Mm-hmm. And I it, think that's the idea, yeah. right? Is that that's, yeah. they're waiting for that time to make it meaningful. Yeah. 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 So I, I guess like per the regression therapist methodology like they both could have been two soulmates of mine Mm -hmm. I don't I do think I do think it's important to say I don't think of soulmates as like love Mm -hmm. like romantic love I just think of like connection and just love love yeah um so maybe like my two brothers were two of my soulmates in this lifetime Mm -hmm. if I've lost anybody I'm sorry um and they they were you know those things had to happen to them to teach me the lessons and get me doing the things that I was doing mm-hmm. or to not do the things I was doing and to do the things I was meant to do yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. then like at the end of this life maybe we all meet up again and like talk about what we all did and didn't mm. get Learned to stuff. Yeah. yeah did you have um after both of those traumas any like change in the way that you think about your own death Mm. yes um what was that I think I fear pain more Mm. than I fear dying Mm. to be totally honest Mm. yes (laughs) I've had I totally get what you mean there because like when you're you're dead dead. yes (laughs) and when you're in that pain you're just like it would be so much easier to be dead right now yeah yeah yeah. yeah, I felt that a lot. And I, I don't think that I personally can relate to that as much as maybe you can. But I will say I don't... Um, I've been criticized, actually, by some people before for not being emotional enough when mm-hmm. I talk about my brothers. Did and they I, know you're a Scorpio? Like, you're crying <laughs> at some point in the day. I think it's like... But it's, also, that's not fair. That's not, yeah. People no. process in all kinds of different ways. Oh, hell yeah. It's been very... It's been There have been some interesting friend and not friend interactions Mm. post each Mm -hmm. thing and it's really tricky because it's like you have no idea Mm -hmm. get out of my face Mm -hmm. um and it's not like I've never cried about it but it it doesn't I don't know like I I have found a way to talk about it that is it works for me Mm -hmm. yeah and again like I won't get into too much detail because I just don't want to but the the one thing that does 
really get me more than anything else is um, because, you know, Brenton chose what he chose. I don't necessarily understand it, even after his explanation in his letter and knowing mm-hmm. that he, he struggled with like self-worth and um, feeling, yeah, just like worthy mm-hmm. and valuable as a human for his whole upbringing. He was mm-hmm. always just like, I'm not good enough. I'm a piece of shit. And that sucked mm-hmm. because he was so smart and he was so funny. And he had two little girls, and I just, I wish he w- were still here, obviously. But Jordan, you know, he didn't choose what happened to him, and the way he died, he was definitely in pain, and he mm. definitely knew mm. that it mm. was, like, I, I think that he had time to have final thoughts, and mm. that just kills me. Yeah. Because mm. he was so young, and he didn't, mm-hmm. he wasn't doing anything wrong. In fact, he was doing something very right, mm. defending someone that started mm. an argument, mm. and the way he died was just so cruel and and I hate that it wasn't fast you know yeah so horrible well I think it's beautiful what you've done with you know with your experience yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's what we say like on this show magic is is turning a darkness into something helpful and beautiful and inspired and I think you're doing just that thank you and Mm -hmm. it's it's awkward sometimes because I I think sometimes people in their like weird moods or whatever would rather you just also just stay in pain and you know it's more just like the pain is at the back burner Mm -hmm. like it doesn't go away I still think of them every day I still talk about them a lot especially starting the nonprofit, which Mm -hmm. was hard at first Mm -hmm. and has again weirdly to say gotten easier but I do think that it's it's important especially when I get messages back like I really related to this or like this made so much sense to me and really changed my perspective mm. on something really um, bad that was going through my mind or uh, just even like the very like deep but to the point messages of like this saved my life, you know? Yeah. I think it's, um, I don't know. And the way I kind of tie it all together is like I couldn't afford therapy at the time. Mm. I didn't want to take medication at the time um, of either, of losing either of them. Mm-hmm. And yoga became this like therapy for me that oh, was it's very so therapeutic. Yeah, very introverting and very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. But also I was able to be part of a community but didn't have to talk to anyone. <laughs> yes. It's like a fearless yeah. community. It's it's on the on the on the flip side, like you're not allowed to talk in the room. Mm-hmm. I was like, perfect. Yeah, it's awesome. safe. You can yeah. cry and no one even notices because mm-hmm. you're all just sweating. It was yeah. like it was just Dark. that thing for me. Yeah. And now that I've learned more about it. And how you can manipulate the energy within you using yoga mm-hmm. and the just all of the intricacies of breath work and meditation. And like, it's been really relieving knowing the asana movement part is very secondary. Yeah. Um, that's nice because like, I can't do a handstand. That doesn't mean that I'm not proficient in yoga, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that I'm just trying to like, teach people the root of what it actually is, what it can do for you and how powerful that can be. Mm-hmm. If you just learn, like, it's not complicated. If you just learn, like, the foundation, which gets so skipped over if you just go to a class because, like, they're not there to teach you right. foundational energy practices. And it's yoga. almost always all levels. Yes. So they're they're just... I'm sure that bothers you. Yeah. Cause you're just looping everything <laughs> together. Some people know the foundation. Some people are doing everything wrong and getting missed. Yeah. 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 I, I do. Oh, all levels is like, you should assume someone in the room has never done yoga mm. before. And I go to all levels classes where they move right into like down dog. Like that's kind of a, I don't know. Mm. People will disagree, but 
or like they, they move into like wheel pose or camel and there's just the way some people teach some things is like so hurtful, even if well, it's, it's like not commercialized <laughs> too. Yeah, it sure. is. And it, I just, I do get that. Like you, if you go to yoga for 10 years and then get trained in yoga, mm. you've heard the same cues from so many teachers because mm-hmm. they're super common. Check your tailbone, uh, take a deep breath. It's mm-hmm. like, right. What does that mean? Like yeah. you have to give more, more than that, I think. Um, and the breath cues are just inhale, exhale, which just kills me. Because, mm. like, we're already doing that. And people <laughs> end up just holding their breath and getting mm-hmm. super lightheaded and having to lay down um, because they're, like, going to pass out. I'm just like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Once once you know, I'm sure it's hard for you yeah. seeing all It that. is. I know. I really, I really. <laughs> like, you're a purist. It's, like, like hard for me to watch stand-up. I just, yeah. I know all the tricks and I know. I know, know. <laughs> I know I'm too sure much. It's, it's probably the same thing. I know um, What are your other signs? You're a Scorpio. Um, I've been told um, at my first training there was a girl there who was awesome. And she looked up my like combo sun and moon. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it was, um, so Scorpio. And then my moon sign was Sagittarius. And she pulled up a description of what that was. And I was like, holy shit, that's me. <laughs> oh, awesome. I don't, I will say, I don't relate to just the Scorpio in itself, like in terms of like jealousy and like passion, but like ragey passion. Mm-hmm. I think Scorpios get kind of a bad rap. For we that. do. And it's like, and I don't care. It's like, no, I'm <laughs> so not Scorpio. I'm, yeah. I'm a very like middle of the middle of the road, chill mm, Scorpio. That and is way more Sagittarius. When the Sagittarius yeah. comes in, I'll find it and show it to you. Mm. It's like, it's all of the things, even the negative things about me. Like I don't have good tact and I can, I'm <laughs> most of my friend fallouts have been because I just feel like I'm going to be honest with you. And I should have been like 70% honest, not 100%. <laughs> well, that part is Scorpio <laughs> yeah, though, because yeah. I've done the same yeah. thing. <laughs> I just, I don't have tact and I'm very like to the point and I'm trying to get better about it. Mm-hmm. And and it comes out when I talk about yoga. I tried to reel it in here, <laughs> but I'm very like, you have to know this or mm. like you should. Um, and people are like, no, I just want to work out. I'm like, okay. Mm. Okay. Bye. And what's the other sign? Do you know? Okay. That's okay. Do you? Um, How do I find out? Uh, your location and your time of birth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where the stars were. I have to ask. Um, you mentioned a tarot reader before. So have you been to like a psychic? You've had your cards read and stuff? I've had my cards read once and it was in the last yeah. like four months. Cool. And she told me that a new little boy was going to come into my life in April. And two weeks later, my <gasps> friend from high school told me she was pregnant with her second baby, which is a boy <gasps> due in April. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah. That's I was really like, cool. Uh, Brittany, we got to do another reading soon. That's awesome. Yeah. Is it Brittany Lee? Yeah. Oh my God. She's been on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I love we her. We know her. Yeah, she's our great. friend now. It was her. Yeah. That's amazing. She's been very accurate. It was cool. Yeah. And a bunch of, um, I got all of the dog cards that were in her deck at that day. And I had a lot of yellow. Mm. She told me that I was, um, I was very nervous because I'm, I'm in a weird transition process in life where like, I do have my private teaching where I like make money and you have to, like, it's so awkward, Mm. but you have to, like, you have to pay Mm -hmm. bills. And then I have my nonprofit work, which is the opposite. It's totally free and it's a charity. And I've had to really like not let the lines be muddied between Mm. the two, um, which is tricky. And then like, I'm starting to get into retreats. It's my third round doing them and I just did a first international one in UK last year, which was so cool. And, and like doing the podcast and, um, I've done some like corporate work, which is really cool. And some like partnerships that are really cool. It's just like, 
trying to not be impatient because she was like, you've planted all the seeds. Don't freak out while they grow. Like, mm. give them time. And I'm very happy to have a husband who has allowed me to take some of that time. And, you know, not to get too personal, but it's like, I've not contributed 50% like I would like to to him. And he's totally fine with it because he thinks what I'm doing is valuable. Well, worthwhile. So. Also, money is just one form of currency. Yes. And you are contributing to your partnership, yes. I'm yeah. sure, yes. equally yes. because yes. you're a very balanced person, it seems. Yes. So. Yeah. I'm just yeah. glad yeah. he but I get you. Because yeah. he's not into like yoga or any of this. Mm -hmm. He's in a whole different industry. And so are most of our friends. So it's, um, I'm just glad that he is like, no, you're doing, I don't yeah. get it all, but you're doing great, babe. Well, yeah. I feel like since you're living authentically, you wouldn't have a partner that wouldn't believe in you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. you're showing your yeah. true self and doing your true work. So yeah, it's, um, you would love him. He's, <laughs> he's great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so. I have your cards in my hand. Um, these are Doreen Virtue Goddess Oracle cards. And um, these are Kayla's cards now. I will give these to you and you can shuffle them as you please. And let's talk about what you want to ask. Is there something on your mind in particular? I feel like 2020. Oh yeah. Thank you. Um, I think 2020, I did a vision board. Um, I really like this podcast uh, scrubbing in. And there's a girl on there, Tanya, who's all about like manifesting and just really says a lot of the things that I think. And she's very upbeat and positive. Um, <laughs> I've done a soul cycle class with her before. Oh, really? <laughs> we have mutual friends, yeah. Yeah, she's, um, we have mutual friends too, but we've never met. I would love to. But she, uh, she does vision boards. So this year I actually straight up like got magazines and like cut, cut and nice. glued stuff to a board. And my word is for the year is unfenced. Mm. So I, I feel very much like I want to just be curating my life that's very original and not following a plan or like mm. what someone else has even done before. And I don't want to miss any opportunities that I want to take. I just want to miss the ones I want to miss, you know? Cool. So <laughs> unfenced, I, unfenced, like unboxed. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Like free pastures. Yeah. I'm envisioning like horses and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like I just want to, I just always want to like, I guess I'm trying to form this into a question. I just want to always like think really big because then either I get there or I get like on the way to there mm. as opposed to thinking really small. Yeah. And then, you don't want to like stop before you're ahead. Yeah. You want to like mm -hmm. allow yourself yeah. to dream with no judgment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think sometimes my dreams to like my friends or whoever, they're just like, what? That's no, that's not going to happen or that's not how that works. And it's like, well, it could be. Mm. It could Anything be. is possible. So yeah. how about the question, Help what do I need? Mind. What do I need to know to live a life more unfenced? Or guidance does that on, sound right? Yeah. Yeah. Seeking guidance on living dreaming unbounded. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um actually oh. keep those and then fan them out. Um the faces facing your heart to your heart. Uh flip them. So the yeah. yeah. And then we're gonna do a deep inhale, you know, breathing. You're the master <laughs> of it. And then hold it at the top and think about your question. Um, I'll take those. 
I'm practicing stepping into people's energy when we breathe. Mm. And I saw a guy in like uh, one of those sweatbands, like an 80s basketball sweatband mm-hmm. around his head, like a red one. Maybe he's in basketball clothes, I guess. Huh. Is that anything meaningful to you? Basketball would be. Okay, yeah. I mean, he's sweatband like... Sweatband would be a yeah. new addition. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm working it out. So maybe it means basketball. I'm trying to figure out what symbols that come to me mean. So that that did... How in depth ancillary. should I go with this? Because <laughs> as much I have as you an want. answer, but um, because Br- Just Brenton the first played thing. basketball, okay, and mean, maybe the—I yeah. mean, he—that was yeah. Maybe that's I mean, it, covering it. <gasps> yeah. What it Ooh, felt like. the queen of the deck, Donna, high priestess. Hi, Donna. You have divine knowledge that can help others through your spiritual teaching. I mean, I mean. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. But yeah, I feel like that. Um, I kind of was asking, I think I maybe was accidentally subconsciously asking, like, what is, what does one of her brothers look like? Yeah. Does he have like shaggy or hair? Maybe that's why the sweatband was on. Yeah. Just I was, like this, he's like very, dark blonde, light brown. Very tall, slender, like dirty blonde, reddish okay. hair. And I, yeah. I don't want to get too gruesome, but when you say sweatband, I'm like, maybe he's covering up a wound because he it's just like going across yeah. within and it's red okay yeah. well maybe that's maybe. I don't know I'm a I'm learning yeah so I'm just saying the image that comes into my mind and like mm. basketball I feel is very on point yeah, yeah. okay well tall, that was for you guy. Yeah, wait and Jordan uh, Jordan was my first brother Brenton was oh my that was so that was Brenton okay because yeah. I was gonna say Michael Jordan hello <laughs> Same as Michael. Oh, yeah. there you go. We're yeah. both witches. We're all witches. <laughs> okay, okay, so your well, card. Really cool. um, this is the the cover of the Oracle deck. So um, yeah, let's does this. Let's just see what she has to say. Message from Donna. Your wisdom extends back into the far reaches of ancient times. You've brought this knowledge forward into your present incarnation to be a way shower so that others may benefit from your experiences. Oh mm-hmm. my goddess. Don't delay in expressing this wisdom. I will assist you in manifesting platforms for your spiritual teaching. Podcast. Sorry, what? <laughs> Whether it's through teaching by example or through writing or speaking. All, forms- All three. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. All forms of teaching are equally valuable no matter how many lives you touch. I mean, this is your card. This is yeah. so my card. <laughs> okay. Various meanings of this card lead workshops, write books or articles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look for opportunities to teach. Be a role model of peace. Honor your divinity. Know that you are a leader. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, that's amazing. Do you know what I always say? And it's like a little bit of a defense mechanism, but I really do believe it. <laughs> That in the nonprofit work, because like we're just beginning, we don't have any funding or anything like that. It's just like crowdsource. And my thing is always like, even if I reach one person and make that difference mm-hmm. to them, that's like potentially one life saved and that's worth it. Obviously, I hope I reach more. Mm-hmm. But like that was just so literally on point of yeah. everything. Yeah. 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 Spot on. Huh. Yeah. Do you want to read about her? Um, sure. Are you Irish? I am. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then I will because so is she. <laughs> Donna. And I was guessing you are. Donna is one of the most ancient of Celtic or Celtic goddesses, <laughs> extending to the pre-Gaelic times of Ireland when the Tuatha de Donans, which means the children of Donna, 
followed her as their creator mother goddess. When the Gaelics invaded Ireland, the Tuatha de Danans transformed themselves into leprechauns as they remain today. Dana, who's also known as Danu or Danu, is ex- <laughs> in case you haven't heard, like is extremely powerful and magical. <laughs> it's like, oh, I thought it was Danu. Right. <laughs> I get it now. Um, she can help you with manifestation, alchemy, and divine magic. She can also introduce you to the elemental kingdom, especially the leprechauns. Mm. So if you were looking to meet a leprechaun, <laughs> this card is even more spot on. <laughs> I love that. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah we'll get, we'll get you, to you. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, That's wow. Good. Thank yeah. you, Donna. Thank I've you, had Donna. great experiences with card reading. Yeah, mm. two for two. Yeah. Pretty spot on. <laughs> I mean, I like, yeah, I just really like everything in this realm like so do we obviously (laughs) i mean it's even synchronistic that you're here and and the day we asked you to come on you the night before you had come to the comedy store for the first time ever (laughs) yeah again on a whim intuitively Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then your card reading your one other reading you've had is by our (laughs) former guest yeah yeah Yeah. who also lived in our apartment our new building yeah like what? what yeah yeah Oh, we found that, that just out happened. when we viewed the apartment. Rachel remembered that. Yeah, I had yeah. dropped her off there once, like yeah. given her a ride home from some. Yeah, it was very magical. That's awesome. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Anyways. want her to come to a retreat sometime. Ooh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Mm. Um. So, where can listeners find you? Ooh. Um. Plug okay. it in. Yeah. So my personal, like, um, if you enjoyed the description of the private yoga, um, that's yoga with Kayla on Instagram. Or online, yogawithkayla.com, and that's K-A-L-A, Kayla without a Y. And then the nonprofit with all the free guided meditations, we're grant writing right now to get funding to add videos to that mix and have an app developed. But there's a website, blogs, the podcast, the free meditations at yogatocope.org. And we're also on Instagram at yogatocope.org. Awesome. Amazing. And we end every episode with a basic blessing. This is something we're grateful for mm. today. Um, I have mine. I'm really grateful for the sunshine that was hitting me mm-hmm. during our mm. our class, I, I guess you would call it. And it was just like so warm and peaceful. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was beautiful. Mm. Mine's twofold. Um, and it's both of you. <laughs> <laughs> So Kayla, thank you for teaching us and guiding mm-hmm. us and sharing your wisdom, which is your knowledge through your experience. <gasps> yeah. I don't care if you're certified in the trauma <laughs> yoga, you helped. Yeah. So thank you're you. You're certified to us. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. certified to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Leah, thank you mm-hmm. for offering to switch sides with me for this <laughs> recording because I have acne on one side <laughs> and I wanted to face it away from camera and my gracious co-host switched for me yeah. thank you I'm beautiful on both sides so it doesn't matter to me. good for you <laughs> so very kind so happy for you <laughs> just giving you shit thank you so much Kayla this was, yeah. this whole oh, morning was amazing what are you, you what's your basic blessing um, oh duh, sorry well first of all I was happy to see some sun still touching you during that breathing in light because mm-hmm. I think that's extra beautiful yeah um and thank you for acknowledging my cert. I may not be trauma certified, but I've been to Bali twice and had really good programming. Um, I think so is what I'm grateful for. Um, yeah. Many things. Mm. I've already mentioned uh, my husband, so mm. I won't reiterate that, even though that's true. 
Um, I'm grateful for <laughs> Susan for putting us in yeah. touch. Mm. I think, though, what I want to highlight is I'm very grateful and acknowledge how exciting this is for me to have. Grateful for just the time to be able to even come do something like this mm. in that my schedule is so um, flexible and, again, to use the word curated and... It's nice to just be able to, I'm sure you have a time limit, but in my mind, we could just go all day. <laughs> it's nice to just be able to like come lead you through a class, go grab a quick lunch, come and just like have a conversation. Mm. And I don't feel like time constraints, which I think is something to be very grateful mm -hmm. for because um, I really thrive in a lack of schedule. Well, time doesn't you know? exist. Yeah. yeah, that's the whole realization. I'm very, I'm very of that mindset, except for I always like to be early. Which I, She's prompt. I emailed you and was like, I'm going to be late. I was like, you were on late. time. That's so me. I do the same yeah. thing. Time that's is funny. a construct, but be polite. Yeah. <laughs> Respect people's time is my closing message. <laughs> and don't be late. And also, if I'm not respecting yours by talking too much, bye. Bye. The end. <laughs>